Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about decision making struggles. I have these struggles, my customers have these struggles because we don't know what kind of future will be. Sometimes we need to make these decisions and often wrong decisions, part of the game. And I love failing, you know, I mean, like I can learn from failures. I made a lot of terrible mistakes. That's why I think today we are going to discuss more about that with Dr. Benjamin Ritter. How are you? Doing pretty good. Good. That intro gets me so pumped up. Like yeah, the music my, and the energy. I'm in. I love it. You know, I think my designers, video designers, made the struggle decisions. You know, what kind of promo <laughs> to create? Because I usually don't limit them. You know, with their creativity, I don't tell them, please create something like this. No, I usually tell them, please create something new, simple in 20 seconds. So yeah, because if you have long promo, people can bounce even if it's great because they want to get actual content. Okay, Benjamin, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, about making these struggles in decisions and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, thanks for that intro. So I have a background in organizational and talent development. I mainly focus on executive leadership coaching as well as talent development design and delivery. So if there's a learning program or something needs to happen in an organization where people need to learn certain skills, develop as leaders, the organization itself wants to retain that talent, they'll tend to come to me. But then I also work one-on-one -on -one with those leaders to help them really feel more fulfilled in their careers. And all that comes down to, though, is decision making. So are you making decisions that align with who you are at your core, your values? And do you feel that you are accountable for making those decisions? And do you feel empowered to make those decisions? So do you feel like you have permission? When in reality, I work with leaders to help them feel like they only the only person they need permission from is themselves. And we talk about how to structure their life and their environment and their work to make sure that that's a reality. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about C, executives. Uh, because, you know, uh, the main problem, what I see, uh, that these people are so busy. You know, they have many things to do. They have a lot of responsibility. They need to develop, innovate, to find a way how to grow the company. And according to a few studies, uh, Customers usually implement 40% of all recommendations. So if uh, consultants like you, like me, can provide some list of recommendations, what we need to fix, how to go ahead, they usually implement only 40%. So can you tell how you find the way to overcome this struggle? I mean, like to transfer data, especially if you are talking about C levels, because uh, these people need to transfer this data to other departments, other people, other decision makers. Any tips about that? Well, you don't give them the other 40% or 60%. There we go. <laughs> yeah. As they do some math. <laughs> and the other piece is you don't give them the decisions. You don't tell them what to do. So when it comes to coaching and leadership development and for them to go work with their teams, most of the time, you know, the the ideas is I know what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. But when I'm working with a client and a lot of best practices and leadership development as well as decision making is they have to develop the decisions so that they feel ownership around them. 
and so that it aligns with their capabilities and skills and what they feel comfortable with. And then they can go implement that. And so all the stuff that you wanted to teach them and want to tell them that you think is important, if you still get to the outcome, all that stuff doesn't matter. So we have to reduce what we're telling people in terms of like the things that we think they need to do and instead have them figure out what they want to do and then hold them accountable to that. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, uh, let me share my story. You know, uh, in my life, I made a lot of terrible decisions because I didn't have experience. <laughs> in 2008, I lost my financial company uh, in Ukraine when uh, the world crisis came. So I lost all my investments. Uh, I got a lot of debts, but yeah, I worked hard five years to get it back, you know, because that was equal to 3,000 uh average salaries in ukraine a lot but yeah i did it uh, by working hard to find another project and uh the second time i felt in 2013 when the ukrainian revolution destroyed my second business so it happened so uh, but i got experience and that time i didn't have uh bad feeling because i got experience uh, of course i lost resources but uh that time i didn't have depths <laughs> more important for me so uh can you tell about uh, making right decisions okay we don't know we don't have this crystal ball if someone has it might not work because i took my crystal ball a few times it, it didn't work when i buy uh when i usually buy crypto prices <laughs> stock price <laughs> and i got it it doesn't work so we can make terrible wrong decisions any tips about making this process simple <laughs> I'd say the only terrible decisions are the ones that hurt other people and hurt yourself. And I can't even say that those are terrible decisions. So yeah, I think we have to take away the right or wrong label to a decision. Mm -hmm. So when we make a decision, we either have a preferred outcome, a less preferred outcome, or an outcome we did not want at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's <laughs> So it's not that it was a wrong decision or a right decision. It was that what the decision led to wasn't something that I would have wanted more. Because mm -hmm. in all honesty, we're able to make a quote unquote wrong decision and be okay. And, and so if something happened that we didn't prefer, we can learn from that and maybe make a decision differently in the future so that we get an outcome that we do prefer. But if we take away this right and wrong, then I think we're more likely to take action because the worst decision you can make is not making a decision. Yeah, because then you yeah. never because then you don't learn. And that's if you want something to change. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when. Can, yeah. 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 Go ahead. No, go, go, go. Yeah. I remember when Mark Zuckerberg said about taking the risk. He told that the biggest risk is not to take the risk. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, I think uh, failure is part of the process. You don't know what actually will work. So we need to take the risk to experiment. And life life is about learning from our decisions so that we then make different decisions in the future, hopefully that lead to more preferred outcomes. And so I just want to focus more so on preferred outcomes. And when I say that, usually a preferred outcome is something that creates um, the wealth that you want, the relationships that you want, the lifestyle that you want. And I like to look at it as does it create an environment that aligns with how you want to live, right? What your values are. And not focused on achievements or validation or success, but more so does this create an environment where I can be happy, where I can be fulfilled, where I feel more patient, where I feel calm, where I feel content. Those are the decisions that I want people to make. 
And so if you have decisions in front of you and it's difficult to make a decision in terms of they, maybe they seem equal. Well, if they seem equal, great, just pick one because they're equal. It doesn't matter which one you pick. <laughs> but if, if they, if you start looking at them and say, which one is going to lead to an environment that I'm going to feel better in either better relationships, maybe it's a certain type of money, maybe it's a certain type of lifestyle, maybe it's a certain type of impact that you're going to have in the world. Even if you don't know what else is going to happen, if it's going to take you one step forward in that direction, then take pick that decision. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of times we know in our gut the decisions that we should be making, not because they're more comfortable, but because they feel more right. And even if we are afraid of making that decision, then I'd, I'd still suggest making it, but then explore the things that you're afraid of. So if, is it financial risk? So yes, some decisions can put you in financial risk. So then take some time and build a financial safety net. Like the, 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 the decisions don't have to happen tomorrow. You don't have to make, there's no timeline usually on a decision. Very rarely is there is. If there is one, then tell the person to just back off and give you a couple more days or a month, <laughs> but usually that can happen. But you can, you can create safety nets to any risk usually that you can see in front of you. And it's also important to remember that most of the time, and so almost all the time, you make a decision, you're still going to be okay. As long as it doesn't bring harm to somebody else or to yourself. Uh, yeah. No, it's a pity that we didn't have this conversation in 2008 <laughs> before the world crisis, <laughs> you know, because What's, I remember, yeah. No, things happen, right? Things like that happen and you can't plan for them. Yeah, and, yeah, of course, of course. But, uh, you know, all my investments uh, were like all in, you know, I put all eggs in one basket, everything, even more. I took a lot of debts. I didn't have experience. Uh, yeah, because... Um, when I graduated from my university, you know, I like I worked in three banks and uh, got uh, uh, normal salary, just regular. Then um, after uh, launching this business, uh, my revenue increased 30 times, you know, just in six months. Uh, but I didn't have experience to handle finance. I, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't think about that I need to have this reserve fund, that uh, life is not <laughs> white all the time, so uh, things can happen, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, today I'm okay. I understand uh, that was, uh, at that time, I didn't have enough skills to overcome what happened. So um, that's why I usually recommend to anyone, it's better to learn before taking the risk. Just spend time, yeah, learn about that. And yeah, yeah. I have to say, because I, I work with clients who a lot of times want to change something in their career. But they're afraid because, well, am I going to lose all the skills that I learned in the past? I'm going to lose the money that I'm making now. What if I make the wrong decision? What will people think? They're going to be okay. Like, and, and everyone is going to be okay. You're, you're going to maybe go through a year or two of some struggle. It's usually maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe, but ultimately you're going to be okay. So if we, and if we look at the fears, like, oh, all my skills are going to be for nothing. If they change, you know, industries, no, no, you still have all those skills. Those skills didn't go anywhere. Of course. Yeah. How are you going to tell your story? Your story matters. So tell a story that leverages everything that you've learned to be able to capitalize on the new opportunities that you're trying to create. Or what are people going to think of me? Well, you're not going to 
you're not really probably going to surround yourself with people that are going to think negatively of you in this new career. That's why you're going to that new career or money. So save a little bit up before or get other streams of income, you know, or work part time and still operate in that space for a bit. Like there's solutions to the things we're afraid of. So usually the things we're afraid of aren't the, the excuses that we use. Usually it's, am I going to fail? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or, By the way, what am I going to miss but, out on? Yeah. Yeah. I think all big entrepreneurs, including Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Chef Bezos, all of them failed many times. Yeah. Because they are human beings. You know, so they, uh, we don't know what actually will work, but you can find out, you know. And you, you remind me another story about myself. I remember I decided to launch a new project and uh, but i didn't know anything about this project i just found the gap that market needs this product and i decided to hire a team of specialists i did it i hired them uh, i invested a lot of money in three years three years i invested all this money but at that time i hated monday i loved friday and i got it i can't go ahead with that so uh, and i quit i gave up because uh, that was the wrong uh, decision to take the project that i don't know i i, I felt that uh, experts can decide this issue and we can earn a lot of money today uh, i got experience never never take any project because of money you need to enjoy the process because it's one life. We have this life. You need to enjoy. You know, I enjoy. I can work uh, on Saturday evening at night, uh, Sunday because I love it. You know, for me, it's like hobby to watch TV or <laughs> read the book. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanna. Yeah, you wanna say something? Yeah. Yeah, something about that. When it when it comes to doing work that you feel really good about or doing work because you think you have to do the work for the money, for the title. Ask yourself if nobody else existed in the world, no social media existed, no fancy cars existed, and it was just you, would you do the thing that you want to do, you want to make a decision about? I think often we make decisions for other people. And what I want us to turn this lens on is making decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I usually uh, ask myself, uh, for example, I can play ping pong all the time. I'm not waiting when someone will pay money for my hobby. I can read books because I love it. I enjoy. I'm not waiting when someone will pay for my hobby. I think any job should be the same. You need to love it. Uh, as Mark Twain said, if you find your life and job, you don't work any day in your life. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And uh, money will come if you enjoy the process because you can overwork others, overcome them by working hard because uh, you can replace other hobbies like watching TV, uh, wasting time by, I don't know, by playing poker, anything online games. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, personalization. Uh, for example, if you uh, have a new customer and you need to learn the business, because uh, I think, you know, for example, I don't know how to rely to any expert if they don't know what kind of business I have, what pitfalls I have, um, many challenges in, uh, in the process. So can you tell how to learn the business and personalize experience of uh, helping others to make these decisions? 
you just ask questions. It's mm -hmm. really that simple. We talked about in the beginning when this episode started, people only retain 40% of what you tell them. Well, stop telling them stuff. Mm -hmm. So personalization comes from asking questions. And you ask one question and you listen. And then you ask a question based on what they answered. Not go question to question to question to question. But it actually should be a list of questions that build off of each other. And then when you can help a client understand their own problems or business better than them because you listened, they're going to work with you forever. They're never going to leave you because they think that mm -hmm. you're priceless. But you only get there by asking questions. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. For example, right now I'm uh, developing my AI tool with team. Uh, by the way, I signed a new contract to develop this tool because uh, the previous team couldn't do it. So yeah, I think that's okay. Uh, we are going to create this tool and uh, this tool will be uh, different from other tools that we have today, including ChatGPT and many other well-known tools uh, because it can help, I mean, like to create content for existing websites. So just put your website, you can get content. Uh, and we are working hard to, to get this tool. I don't know. Uh, the deadline, you know, yeah, it depends. I think like right now we have 90 days, but I'm sure that uh, it, it always depends. So please ask questions me uh, uh, if I need to make some decision. Uh, I don't know if I struggle to make decisions during the process. So I'm interested the practical yeah, what's the decision? how to do it. What's, what's, what's the decision that you need to make? Uh, my decision to create something new. Don't copy others, create new tool that uh, webmasters have struggled uh, because today it's hard to create content at scale, high quality content. And of course, we have this AI. It's hard to ignore this technology, but we still need human touch. So we are going to help them, uh, especially about updating content. If you have website, many pages, it's really it's a big struggle not to update content at scale. So uh, that's why we're creating this tool. It's our decision to go ahead to provide something new to win customers. <laughs> yeah, so what, what decisions are you struggling making? Because it sounds like you've made the decisions. Ah, what kind of decisions? Yeah, I think uh, only decisions about, uh, yeah, I think uh, I wrote everything. <laughs> Yeah, you're going, you're going forward. So I feel like you're making progress. Yeah. Where, are you, where are you struggling? So a practical tip would be you figure out where you're struggling. And usually when you're struggling with uh -huh. making decisions, it's either you're not making a decision that you think you should make, like you feel like you need to make a decision, or you're trying to select between multiple decisions. Okay. That go in very uh, I, different directions. You know, my, my, my biggest struggle, I think like to uh, divide my time to schedule. Uh, what I need to do. I think it's the biggest struggle because uh, I cooperate with other uh, people and sometimes I can't rely on them. Uh, yeah, sometimes I need to do this job myself. Sometimes I can rely. So I think I have many other things, uh, for example, projects that uh, bring uh, revenue results today, uh, but I need uh, to, I mean, like to divide my time between New project that brings nothing but uh, have a good opportunity and uh, other projects that still bring uh, good money, 
but I need to divide my time. So uh, can you tell, help me with this, I don't know, <laughs> struggle? So if I understand correctly, that you're trying to figure out how to how to segment your time, separate your time, yeah. invest yeah, your time exactly, into different yeah. projects that you have in front of you. Yeah. Hmm? So is the issue, like what's actually the issue? Uh, actually the issue to choose priorities how to choose mm -hmm. these priorities i mean like uh, uh because you know it's not like for example i remember when bill gates said uh how he can sell two products a and b for example if he uh invested x amount money to marketing uh to product a and x amount to product b if product b sells two times more then the second time he will invest all money to product b ignoring product a but it's this case is different because we have the project that will bring results in the future, not today. <laughs> so I need to choose priorities. I mean, like, I don't know if it's struggle. I have the struggle, <laughs> you know, uh, because, yeah, many other things to do. So, yeah, uh, any tips about it? <laughs> not really tips. We're just talking about decisions. So right now, like, what, what's the what's your ideal? What, where, where do you want to be spending your time? Uh, you know, I love uh, to learn and experiment. Even, uh, yeah, I'm going to develop this tool. But uh, personally, I love reading books. I love uh, walking with my kids and you know, spending time with them. So, yeah, but it doesn't bring money at any case. Uh, but um, I think, uh, yeah. It's a big struggle to find the time between existing projects, uh, future projects, and family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you currently manage your time between those? Um, I usually, I try to schedule. I try to schedule, but it doesn't work. So I schedule my time in Google Calendar. Okay. Uh, in the morning, I can read books, I can read blog posts, I can uh, create content, I can uh, reach out to developers, to speak with designers. So I schedule time, but it never uh, <laughs> never works for me. I don't know why. So, yeah, <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to predict how long it will take, you know, to handle anything, you know, in my schedule. So... What makes this a decision problem? Uh, what makes decision problem? Mm, like what makes this I, specific situation, prioritization, a decision problem? Uh, I think distractions, you know, like uh, probably distractions, probably that I need to handle the process in few directions. You know, sometimes I can feel that I'm jack of all trades, <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, like uh, it's struggle to prioritize time, schedule time, because I can't count how much time I need to specific, uh, I don't know, uh, deadline product. So for example, mm -hmm. if I'm going to uh reply to the questions from web developers i can schedule 20 minutes because it takes two hours or five minutes you know it's it's a big struggle to schedule this time because uh it's hard to predict how much time i need you know how long does it take it takes 
So the difficulty is how much time do you spend on the projects that bring you money? How much time do you spend on the projects that are future focused? And then how do you have certain time for family? I guess if you were to prioritize those, what what order would you rank them in? Mm, I don't know. If I prioritize, uh, you know. Family, money, projects, or future projects. Yeah. And learning, you, you said. You said learning too. Maybe there's some other yeah. categories. For me, it's more important happiness, you know, <laughs> if you enjoy the process. So if I, yeah, if I skip family, they will kill me and, uh, but, uh, I will be unhappy if I skip any project. So I don't know, for example, I spoke with Jeff Coyle on my podcast, he co-founder of market Muse, and he told me in the future, we will have three companies. The first company will create, develop AI. The second company will implement AI and the third company will be obsolete companies that can leave the trade because AI can occupy almost everything. So, uh, yeah, that's why, uh, I can't ignore what I'm developing now because AI is the future. Uh, I still need to pay attention to something that, uh, yeah, that sells well. And yeah, I love my family. I want to spend time with them. Yeah. I think it's a big struggle that. Uh, I think it depends. It's hard to reply to this question. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah, personal tell. experience. <laughs> well, it would be very hard to prioritize where to spend your time if you don't know how to prioritize them. So I usually how, use what, what would help you make the decision on what is most important? Uh, I think internal feeling. It's intuition. It's not like logic. Uh, you know, I think that I often see when people get data, but combine data with intuition. So it's not like logic. Okay. I need to do like this because, uh, according to calculation, it's more important than others. But yeah, I usually prioritize with intuition because I have this experience. I can feel that it's better to spend time with my family, with this tool, with this project, with my clients. So yeah, it's intuition. So where's the problem coming from, by the way, because I don't want to get too far into to the information before understanding the problem. Is it that your family's getting frustrated with you? Is it that you're not making, giving time to the projects that bring you money? Is it that you're not giving time to the project for future, for the AI? Where's the issue? I think the issue, uh, you know, I check out a few good studies and by the way, I read books about, uh, longevity, you know, what makes people happy and, um, a few places uh, in this world where people can live longer than a hundred years. I mean, like the average data in Italy, in, uh, uh Japan, um, in Costa Rica, in the U S, uh, in California, in one place. Um, and what was interesting about the study, people on this uh, area, of course, they eat healthy food, they have clean water, but they usually don't hurry. You know, they don't try to uh, do something today. They have no deadlines. They just enjoy the process, go ahead. And um, for me, it's important to prioritize my time without having this pressure. When you have this pressure, that okay if i don't do it uh, then my competitors can do faster you know to overcome it because once we created clusterizator tool 
we created this tool, uh, we made a big mistake, we tried to monetize from the first day. That was a big mistake because uh, after uh, we failed because people don't know how it works. People don't know about this tool. Uh, and um, after a few, I mean, like, yeah, I think like uh, a few years, uh, many uh, other great tools appealed. So this tool today is free. <laughs> we share this tool for free because it's hard to compete with big uh, companies that created the same similar tool. And uh, I think like it's pressure, you know, when you have this pressure that you need to do faster than your competitors. I think like it's part of the journey, startup journey, entrepreneurship, you know, because uh, you're not alone. I mean, like what we can see today between ChatGPT, Google, other companies. Yeah. <laughs> so is is the pressure on the new idea on your current client uh, pressure or in the family to no it's pressure about uh, about the job i mean like yeah. to do it faster because if for, you, for what uh because if you do it slowly your competitors can do it faster okay so it sounds like this is about the new idea because the mm -hmm. competitors can get there faster and then all of a sudden the new idea is doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And that's where the pressure is coming from. By the way, the pressure is coming from you. You feel the pressure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're creating the pressure because you want something more than you currently have. Mm -hmm. And it's this product. So you have a couple of choices based on that. Mm -hmm. You can either forget about the pressure believe there's no rush not compete against other people and do what you need to yeah. do for yourself or you focus on the pressure and you say this is the most important thing that we have to bring to market how much time can i dedicate it to it and keep my life the way that it is and still give my clients what they need because what what you're telling me is that the issue with prioritization is more so that you feel you're not moving fast enough mm-hmm yeah. So now, now we have the issue and how do you make the decision now based on the fact that the only reason why you feel like you need to prioritize is because you feel that there's a time crunch mm -hmm. for the new idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like, uh, you know, for example, no, uh, what I found, you know, I, I had bad habit uh, to overwatch TV. That was bad habit, you know. Right now, I over read books, you know, because I love it more. Uh, but uh, people still have bad habits. They know about these bad habits. For example, someone can smoke. I don't know uh, junk food, anything. You know, yeah, we have these bad habits, and knowing doesn't help to decide. For example, if someone is uh, smoking, uh, yeah, he uh, these people keep smoking. So, uh, and uh, can you tell how to replace? You know, for example, okay, I know bad habits. I know I have this pressure created by myself. Of course, it's better to enjoy, you know, to go ahead. Okay, if I fail, I fail many times. That's okay, you know, <laughs> one more time. If I win, yeah, because I working hard to that. So can you tell about uh, replacing bad habits to good habits in decision-making uh, process? This is a very big question because we make decisions based on some sometimes our habits right our bad our bad habits and i don't call them bad it's just their habits that we have 
they're only not the best habits if we want something different. So if you would prefer to spend more time in other areas of your life, learning with family and fitness, whatever it is, instead of feeling pressure about new ideas, about making some big thing, then then I would say, okay, so spending time on the big thing, feeling the pressure from the big thing, that probably isn't your preferred decision because you want something else. But it mm -hmm. sounds like you want this big thing to work. You want this new project to, to win. And so it's not a bad habit. It's something that you you want to invest time in. The pressure is good. The pressure is telling you to, that you need to invest more time. Great. It's keeping you on track. And so it really depends on if this individual really wants to stop watching TV and read more books. And the decision that they constantly make is to watch TV instead of read a book. Because then it takes time to change that specific habit, which is a program in our mind, because when we watch TV, we feel good and we read a book, we don't. But then when we don't read a book and we watch TV, we feel bad. And so all of a sudden we feel good and we feel bad. So we watch more TV to feel good because that's what makes us feel good. And so it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger conversation than right now. What you have to do is you have to explore your motivations. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out ways to dive into the true meaning behind the decision that you want to make and connect with that. And then there's different strategies you could use. You can get an accountability buddy. You can throw out your TV. If you don't have TV in the house, it's very hard to watch TV. I'm not kidding. You make it easy for yourself to do the right thing. People ask me, they say, Ben, how do you have such great willpower? How, how do you? And I go, I don't have great willpower. I make it easy for me to have to make the decisions I want to make. Yeah. Put me in a place where it's easy to make bad decisions. A lot of people will make bad decisions. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. In my apartment, I don't have TV. I, I have no TV, you know. Yeah, we uh, rent a new apartment and we decided uh, why we need to fight with the habit to watch TV. Just don't have TV. It's enough. Like, as you mentioned, <laughs> throw away this TV. You know? Yeah, and you don't need to fight. You, you, you have no the struggle. <laughs> if, you, if you empty out my refrigerator and my cabinets and all you put in them are yeah. Twinkies, and and so and and then you lock me in my house eventually i'm going to eat a twinkie and i don't eat them now i don't want to eat them i wouldn't buy them i wouldn't have but i'm going to get hungry enough mm -hmm. i'm going to eat one and i think we if we want to change our habits from our decisions ask yourself how do i make it easy for myself as easy as possible to make decisions because then if you make the decision over and over again that decision becomes a habit Mm -hmm. And eventually, if we have a habit, it's easier than to be committed to that decision. So now, for example, you don't have TV in the house. Maybe you get a TV and it's going to be easier for you not to watch it. But uh, but if but then if the TV is always around you and you're tired yeah. and all of a sudden you watch TV once one time a week, then all of a sudden now that becomes a choice that you're making. And then you're more likely to watch TV again in the future. So it's we're very simple creatures. We have to create yeah. a life around us that serves the decisions we want to make. Mm -hmm. Valuable. Okay, Dr. Benjamin, I want to ask you about common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that uh, C executives still do uh, in uh, the process of decision making and uh, your tips how to find a, a much better way? I'll just list off a couple because uh, there's probably a lot more than what I'm going to list right now. So one thing is executives 
they assume that the people around them know how to do the work or know what they're thinking. A lot of times an assumption. And what I highly recommend and I work with my, with my executive clients is how to give direct feedback and how to always say what's on your mind instead of to think the person understands because everyone around you thinks differently than you. I think the statistic is 33% of people in front of you actually think like you. And that is a big, that is a big difference. And so when you talk to people about what's happening and you're giving, or you're giving specific feedback or you're trying to help them figure out work that you've assigned them to do, you have to make sure that they understand. So you can ask them what they know. So tell that basically ask them to give you to, to teach back what you've taught them. But also if there's something that you think they need to know, but you're assuming that they know it, don't assume and said, tell them. So very, be very specific, give an actual example, ask them to see if they understand. And then if they need to alter their behavior, ask them for a different behavior. But ultimately assuming is one of the worst mistakes that executives tend to make when it comes to decision-making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think if you can't rely on your team, then you need to find someone <laughs> who uh, don't create this feeling, you know, because I see when companies are looking for uh, every, for jack of all trades who can do almost everything. For example, on LinkedIn, I check out uh, SEO requirements. People, uh, companies want to get specialists who can create content, post content, advertise content, uh, create design, development. You know, even keyword search, you know, you need to pay attention on one specific direction. Yeah, that is why it's better to, uh, I usually spend time by learning myself. If I want to implement something new, I spend time by do this. I fail all the time. Fail. <laughs> For example, when I started PR, I failed a lot, but I learned how it works. Then I just, I decided to find PR specialists who can create, you know, uh, the right PR campaigns because I understand the process. Yeah. I think, uh, it's more important to think about hiring the right people. Uh, and I want to ask you about, uh, the question that is not related to our conversation, but anyway, uh, we live in the world with AI. So your thoughts about AI and how AI can help today uh, see executives to get better results. Oof. Well, using AI to get better results, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little concerned with how we're using it right now. But if if anyone's wondering about how they need to work with AI. AI isn't probably going to replace your job, but the people that know how to use AI are going to replace your job. So as a leader, it's best for you to stay up to date on what's happening in the market and to make sure that your team understands how to utilize AI to support their work. But I don't think we've seen, we've seen a very brief glimpse of what AI can do. And so I just would say you should be dedicating at least a little bit of time in your week to read articles, to test out tools, to not be afraid of it, and to just try to stay on top of how the market is changing. And it's gonna, 
we're going to see very, very soon some, I think, some much more drastic changes than we've seen from the abilities of AI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just spend time to learn to play with prompts. Yeah, you can get great results because, uh, yeah, I check out a few studies that uh, most people still don't use this tool, you know, in marketing, yeah. in yeah, in a you know it exists, some of them. Oh, yeah. My, my, my two brothers, they have great revenue, awesome revenue. But I asked them about ChatGPT, about AI. They told me they don't know about this tool. <laughs> so I, I, I spent time to teach them because I think AI can replace many specialists in accounting. Uh, because, yeah, because uh, this tool can calculate all this data. You know, it, uh, if it, this tool can't do it today, in the future, 100%, we will see. Uh, and my final question about uh, your experience. You know, I found that I usually get uh, great results with clients who understand SEO. So if they understand, then we can cooperate together like a cohesive team. For example, uh, we, we know why we need to create high quality content, what kind of content, what kind of content can sell products, uh, how to provide white hat SEO, link building PR. So we understand each other. If they don't, I usually tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips, many great experts. It costs like 10, 20 dollars. It's not my business model to earn money with this course, but you can understand the basic, how it works. So we can cooperate together. And I found um, many times, if you don't understand what you want to get, any expert can help you. So can you tell if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do today to learn more about your occupation and decision-making struggles? Well, I'd hire, I'd hire you, right? I'd, I'd take your course. So I would, I would take your My course, course about learn. SEO. <laughs> yep, SEO to make sure that I yeah. could get some traffic. Honestly, I would not try to take any shortcuts. I, I, honestly, this is kind of how I did it. And I would do the work myself, roll up my sleeves like I did and learn what worked, what didn't work, what my client needed, what they didn't need, what they were buying, what they didn't like. And that level of knowledge, the fact that I went through the business books, the fact that I learned how to market and to write content and to structure programs and i tried things and it didn't work it made me be able to do anything today i could i could launch a new product tomorrow because i have that initial knowledge and so a lot of you see a lot of entrepreneurs that will hire out a lot of their services i say don't hire them out immediately you know spend at least a month or two or three months learning the nuts and bolts of your industry and then do it because don't rush i'd say that honestly is is what I would I would probably recommend. But then what I would do differently, then hire somebody. And then I didn't do. Then outsource. Yeah. Because I think what I did was I waited way too long bootstrapping when there are a lot of services out there that big companies are using that you just can't compete with. You can't compete against a lot of the automation and the AI that's out there. You, if you want to hit the the market and build credibility and trust and get the quantity that you need to scale, especially a service-based business, you need to hire some of that stuff out and get some of your time back. Yeah, I love it. I agree because you can't beat experts who spend time many years to learn about that, to have 
practical experience, uh, but you can understand the basic and you know, you can understand these people uh, and why you need to implement. Uh, yeah, if you want to implement close to 100%, <laughs> just learn a little bit. But if you want to waste like uh, 60%, uh, for example, if companies, I don't know, pay like $10,000 for uh, consultancy, uh, $6,000 are wasted, wasted because <laughs> they don't implement, they don't, yeah, I agree. Dr. Benjamin, it's a big pleasure to get my show, to learn from you. I love this experience, fun conversation. Tell uh, our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Yeah, please go to liveforyourselfconsulting.com. You go to liveforyourselfconsulting.com, you can sign up for your free guide, The Five Secrets to Creating a Fulfilling Career. And if you really like what you're hearing, just connect with me on LinkedIn too. I post a ton there and I read and respond to everyone that reaches out and connects with me. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find uh, the links to the website and LinkedIn account in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. I'm going to implement, especially I won't rush. I want, yeah, uh, I decided to quit. Or rush. <laughs> if you want If you want to be first, if it's more important than anything, then prioritize it. But if not, you know, you create your own timeline. Yeah, I love marathon. Sprint, it's not for me. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, thanks a lot for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.